Hey, hey, my lovely ones. Hello from Cyprus. I'm still here enjoying wonderful weather and the quiet of the mountains right now until I move a little bit further to the city to also have beach around me and a little bit of Cyprus city life. Today's topic is about the power of language. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. The power of language to create the reality you desire. And my first and foremost aim with this episode is really to create awareness for this powerful tool of language that you have in your hands, like your words, your language every day. This is one of the most neglected tools we have to really create the desired reality, or all our desires, our dreams. And very often it happens when I work with my clients that there are specific words they keep using, all of them, that I bring awareness to, where I mention like, look, you're using that word again. It's not really helpful. And this is why I thought this would be super, super good to also put into a podcast episode for you to see like, what words are you using? What energy are you putting out there? And where can you, can you become more aware of how you create your day-to-day -day life as well as your desired reality in general? What I will do is that I first explain why language, why words are so powerful. Then in the second part, I want to give you some examples of words to not use so frequently anymore and where to take precaution and why, obviously. I don't just tell you don't say that. I will give you a reason so that you can decide for yourself if you want to keep using that word or those words or not. And third, I want you to... or I will explain a little bit more how you can check in with the energy of the words you use and how to change your own relationship with language and words in order to create more powerfully that what you want. Language is used unconsciously and consciously. Sometimes you say something to really say something nice to someone or to hurt someone. You really consciously choose the words you use. And very often how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to other people comes from a very unconscious pattern, from a very unconscious way of living life. And words carry energy, collectively and individually. So I will go a little bit deeper into that as well, because, yeah, some words, they have kind of a collective ener energy behind them. Some words are seen as negative, as bad, depending on the culture you grew up in. And it can be that those words individually for you carry something positive. So you always have to be aware of that, that there might be a difference in how you see and feel words and how other people see and feel, or like how the collective has put meaning on words. And it is the word itself and its meaning. Plus, 
the energy you connect this word with. It is powerful because words are a physical extension, so to speak, of your conscious and unconscious mind. So you have your mind. First, you have thoughts in your mind. Then you speak them out. You speak them into existence with emotion attached, and then it becomes your physical reality. So you could say words, language, are a bridge between mind and physical reality. And there you can see the power. They translate from the unseen to the seen. They translate from the energetic frequency into the material frequency or into the material experience. So they show what your mind is thinking, consciously and unconsciously. If you speak, you can see what your thoughts are. So you can actually use this as a reflection tool. Like, what am I talking the whole day? What are my thoughts? Are they rather positive? Are they rather negative? How do I talk to myself? You can really go into deep reflection mode here. And they show your level of commitment and strength of decision. The energy, you can feel the energy, how you're talking, and you can feel it into yourself. You can say something, I'm going to do that, or I believe I create that now. And you can feel just in the way how you say that, that you don't believe it. So you say it, but the energy is not behind the words. So how do you do that? Speaking things into existence, to bring the emotion on board, to bring the belief on board. And then it is a powerful tool of decision-making, of stating it, of owning it, of speaking it into existence. So words are a powerful tool of reflection, a tool of creation, and also a tool to express emotion in general to speak your emotions out loud. And therefore, they are also a communication tool, a way to relate to one and another. And you can check with yourself, like, what do you really say? And what do you see or what do you say when you're in deep emotion? What do you say in anger and sadness? All that gives you ideas what your thoughts and wounds are. And you can work on that. So you can use it consciously to create with emotion attached what you desire and you can reflect on what you think and what you feel, what your wounds are, you can still heal in the way how you unconsciously speak out things. That also happens to me when I am in a place of being wounded or feeling rejected or something like that. When I then talk out of that, I can feel the intensity of that and then... Sometimes I have to remind myself to give myself space and not voice it in that moment because you can hurt people with that. And take a moment back, reflect on what is going on there, work on my own stuff first and then bring it into existence through words, what I actually want. Not my wounding, not my own negative feelings, but actually what I want. Like you can work powerfully with words. And with that said, yes, you have choice over your language. Many don't see the power they have with this. Like many people don't get the power in their own hands every day. You don't need money for that. You don't need fame for that. You don't need time for that. No, you have this every day. I can't stress this enough. You can build up lives with words. You can destroy lives with words. Yours and those of others. This is the power of words. So that was my first part. I really hope you got what I mean 
with that powerful tool you have at your hands. And now I want to go a little bit deeper into how to consciously first, and then once you have used it very often in a conscious way, it will go into your subconscious, into your unconscious and work on that level. How you can use words and what, like give you practical examples where to be aware of and where to take caution basically with which words. Yeah, so what are some problematic words to use? Basically everything that creates stuckness in you and contraction when you don't want that. Contraction is not always bad. Sometimes that might be the energy which is needed to say no to something. That's a powerful word. However, if you don't want that in that moment, then you will have to check in with your words. Now, the words I will give, check in with yourself. Do you use them? Do you use them frequently? Become aware of them. Like what you have heard once you cannot make unheard. Like you will become aware of that just through listening to my podcast here. And some of those words or my explanations will resonate with you and some not. So be your own expert, be your own judge and decide what you want to take on and what not. First of all, I want to start with the word but. We always use it and all the time. It is such a frequent word in our society. However, it carries an energy to diminish that what you said before. For example, if you say, I liked what you did, but... You can actually hear that, you know, first you think like, oh, this person liked what I did, but this is like physically hurting in that moment. Because in that moment you understand, yeah, somehow a little bit was liked. However, there is something which is, yeah, there is a but, there is a but. That person didn't fully like what I do or what I did. And in that moment, you know, it's not a full appreciation or it is not a full um, yeah, support of what you said before. But diminishes. And it's super easy to exchange that word with and. It feels strange in the beginning. If you say, I really like what you did and, and I would love to hear even more or I would love to, to also feel that energy in you instead of but. This is an invitation. If you use the word and, it's an invitation. If you use but, it's basically in your face. It's confrontation. It's conflict. But can be used in a good way in order to create awareness and to warn you. For example, if you say you can do X, Y, Z, but be careful. That and that can happen. This is very important because it makes you awake. It's like, oh, what? Something can happen. So you are more careful with what you're doing. So there are good reasons to use that. However, we use that word like all the time. And this is a word I really urge you to get out of your vocabulary, exchange it with and or a different way of phrasing things because it lifts other people up and it lifts yourself up. But it's a confrontational energy, it's an energy of creating awareness and not one of invitation. The next big thing is to try. Master Yoda, I let Master Yoda speak here. He says, there is no try, do or do not. So this does not even come from me. And this is such a biggie for my clients. All of them use try. And try has this energy of like, mm, I've give it a go. I'm not sure if it's going to work. I want to play it safe. This is why I say I try. So there are good ways again to use try. For example, 
I will try this gem and see if I like it. Or I'm going to try on those trousers and see if I like them. Then it makes sense. However, we use it in daily life. We use it in in business all the tri- all the time. Oh, I try to, to make a post this afternoon. No, either you do or you don't. And then face the consequences. Using the word try very often is not very honest and it's not very brave. It basically keeps a back door open to then say it didn't work. And just do it. And if you don't make it, then deal with that consequence. Deal with like what needs to be done now. Okay, I didn't write that post. That's not a problem. That means I'm going to do it tomorrow. And if I keep doing that, that I don't do the things, then I have to address something. But to exchange that, you know, here I'm using the word but, but to exchange that with try is basically not standing up for yourself, not owning yourself, not owning that what you're doing, not believing in yourself. I try it. I try to reach my monthly goal. Guess what? You're not going to reach that. And you're just, you don't want to be brave enough to go for that crazy goal. And if you don't make it, be okay with it. It does not mean if you powerfully state something, if you powerfully state a goal that you then can't be compassionate with yourself if you haven't reached that. Like I state goals and I commit to things and if they don't work out, okay, I learn from it. All good. I don't have to be bad or hurt myself or talk bad to myself. That's not the consequence I draw. However, I have gotten rid of this energy or this word and this energy of trying. This creates more commitment and this creates a different energy, how you do things. There really is power in affirmative words. I do it, full stop. If something comes in between, all good. However, I say, I commit to something. So get rid of the word try only if you go shopping and you say, I try on some pants then, or some, some shoes, something like that, then that's okay. You can use the word try. The next one is the words like should and must. We also use them much too often and it's not necessary. Yeah, there might be some things where it's ne- or it's good to use them. You really should not use your phone in the car or something like that. Yeah, of course, you should. It's a good reason to use it there. However, it is much more powerful to not speak about your daily life like, oh, I should do, uh, I should do calls with my clients. I should... Uh, do some marketing, I should get this done. You know, even the words, how I say that, it's already like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. Come from desire, come from wanting, come from expansion, from yearning for something. And should has this or should and must has this obligation energy. And most of us freedom lovers and rebels, we don't work well with that. And with that, you then create inner friction towards what you say. And then you don't do it full power. So instead of saying, I have to work, I should work, I must work, just say, I love to do X, Y, Z today. Whatever it is, come from love, come from desire. And if you don't like what you do, talk to me. We can shift that because your life can be freaking amazing. You can create a business where you basically love 99% of what you do. If that is an issue for you, if there is too much should and must energy in your life, And something needs to change. And this, I mean, 
something should change if you want, if you want a different outcome in your life or a different energy in your life. The next words are no and don't. Speak in positives. There is research now that your brain does compute negatives. For a long time, there was this idea of like, if you say no and don't, your brain doesn't pick up on that. And it's not like that. I don't want to go into the depth here. What I want to point out though is, if you, for example, say, I don't want to feel shame. Yes, your brain can compute that. However, your focus is on shame. And what you focus on expands. Become aware how often you talk about the things you don't want in your average day. What stories do you keep telling yourself day in and day out? The story of the life you desire or the story of the misery you are in? So it's less about the don'ts and no's. It is about the words you use with it. If you say like, I don't want X, Y, Z, you still have the focus on X, Y, Z. And you create stories around that. I don't want to work so much. You focus on working very much. I don't want to do marketing. You still focus on something you don't like. I don't want clients who are late. I don't want clients who X, Y, Z. You focus on those type of clients and on this energy. And speaking like that day in and day out keeps you creating that what you don't want. You create that what you talk about most of the time, what you think about. And as I said before, your words are an extension of your thoughts and your emotions. So obviously you create that. It is wonderful that you know what you don't want. This is powerful. However, take it further. Go further. What do you want? And start speaking about that. That's a big thing what I do with my clients, shifting stories. Limit, like letting go of those limiting stories and shifting them into the story of their lives they want to actually live. And I do this work myself day in and day out. I also have stories running I don't like. And the more I keep talking about them, I become aware of that. And also internal talk, internal talk and how I talk to myself. And then it's time to shift those into what I actually want to live and experience and attach the emotion to that so that it becomes like deeply ingrained in myself, a new story I create. Uh, the next one is, I don't know, I'm not sure. And people use this as an excuse, as a placeholder very often. Just be honest. As I said, you create your reality with, with that. If you say, I don't know, this can become a life description for you. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, other people will decide for you. So the more you use that, just as a placeholder, sometimes if someone asks you, like, uh, which street do I have to take to get to, to the airport or whatever, to the um, train station? And then you say, I don't know. Of course, that's fine. I'm not sure. Of course, that's a reasonable answer there. However, people use this very often instead of saying, I don't want this. It's a placeholder for I don't want this or I don't want to think about this. So stop using that and say what is really going on. And the last one I want to mention is I can't do this. There are studies out there. They show that if you do a task and say, I can't do this, that, you're, that you have less muscle power, you can test this. You can test the strength you have when you say the word, I, or when you say the phrase, I can't do this. And then you can test 
the strength, your physical strength, when you say, I can do that. And it's different. You are stronger when you say, I can do that, than when you say, I can't do that. So I think that should be reason enough for you to get rid of this sentence altogether. It never helps you. It only helps you if you ask someone to help you. You say like, I can't do that. Can you please do that for me? Yeah. Again, that's like a fact. That's an explanation or whatever. Other than that, get rid of that sentence. It's not helpful because you are capable of so much more than what you think you are. And constantly thinking and saying, I can't do this, creates that reality in your life. And it physically weakens you. There are obviously many more words I could point out. However, those are the most important ones in my eyes for now. Let me summarize. The word but, the word try, words like should and must, and then things attached to no and don't, and rather speak in positives. The phrase, I don't know, I'm not sure. And the phrase, I can't do this. And in the last part of the podcast, I want to speak about checking in with the energy of the words you use. Create more awareness on your language in general and how you feel with specific words. Because you might use words you don't feel comfortable with right now. So work on this. Find your own language and also deal with the triggers at hand. For example... The word desire, for me, it is beautiful. I love this word. I use it very often. I live my life more and more from a place of desire. And for some, it might carry energy of shame and forbidden things. You know, it can be controversial. That word can be controversial. And you have to check in with yourself. Don't just use that word and internally create a conflict because it is connected with shame and guilt for you then you have to actually become aware of that and work on that and not use that word for now because it's not helpful. If it's connected with something negative, it will create a conflict internally. Even if you're not aware of that, it will not create the results you want. It will create this internal conflict as a mirror effect in your outside world, in conflicts with other people, etc., etc. The word money, there is so much crazy energy around it. And it's really good to work on that energy and what you attach to that word because as business owners, we, we deal with money. So you have to have or you have to become someone who is aligned with money, who feels good with money. Otherwise, you can't deal with money. You know, Otherwise, you will ha have always issues with money if you have a negative image attached, if you have a negative image to the word attached. The word work. I love my work. I love what I do. I will do it forever. For many people, it's connected with something negative, with hustle, with things they don't like. So become aware of the meaning and then change the meaning for yourself. Do the work around that. And then some more fun words for me. Bitch. For me, it is a fun word. I don't use it regularly in my marketing. However, I like some of those coaches out there who use that word. I like that. Like the money bitches or something like that. For me, it has kind of, actually for me, it has female power of what the fuck. I use whatever word I want, even if it has a negative connotation in the world. I don't give a fuck. And there you go again. Fuck. That's like those words, bitch, fuck. They are negative or horrible for people even. So don't use them. If this is not your language, don't use it. And I just love it. I'm a rebel and I use whatever words I want to use. 
And if it's that word, and actually, fuck, it's an amazing word because the meaning behind it, it's just amazing. So use those words, all of those words to see where there are triggers, which words you like, which words you don't like, and then why you don't like them. Become aware of that and change your stories here. Otherwise, whenever you say those words, or even if you hear those words from other people, you bring the negative energy into your life. And really, stop using words for now that don't feel aligned. You don't have to pick up on a language other people use. You don't have to. Use your own language. And if it's like a flowery language, yeah, I, I'm sitting here next to flowers, and you want to talk about, like, use a very flowery uh, language. Go do that. Do you. Use your own language and what feels good to you. And work on the triggers. Work on your triggers. Because people use words out there. And it's only up to you how you receive them. That's not about the person who uses those words. Because you could be affronted by a word like flower. It might be connected for you with something negative. However that might be. I don't know. So use words that uplift you and speak your desires into existence. So that was actually a very long episode and there is still so much to say about words. However, my goal was for you to understand the power of words. You really speak and create your desires into existence with that. Yeah, that's all for today from me. If you need support in stepping into more powerful language and actually creating that what you want in your business and in your life, if you want more freedom, more ease, letting go of stress and hustle and overwhelm and all those thoughts, how should or how things should be, how you should do things and create an amazing life with lots of money, lots of love, lots of desire, lots of amazing things, lots of travel. I stand for freedom and travel then reach out to me, send me a message either on my social media profiles or on the link in the show notes. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. That would be super, super nice from you. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Bye.